Hello, sexy people. This is Jackie here with the Sexy Politico. Here with another episode on women in U.S. politics. And I am recording this podcast on the day of the Georgia runoff elections. And I am not, as I have promised my husband, not doom scrolling Twitter over and over and over and over again, looking at whatever stupid shit the president has said or any of the Republicans have said, and I am not going to go on Twitter to do any doom scrolling at least until the 10th. I have promised my husband that. But anyway, so I'm here to talk about Nancy Pelosi because she was just re-elected as Speaker of the House of Representatives. Now, here's the question. Why has this 80-year-old woman been re-elected as Speaker of the House as the Democratic Party is starting to become younger and more liberal? I think that that answer to that question comes from looking at her history in politics in general. So Nancy Pelosi was first elected into Congress in 1987, but let's actually look a little bit further. Nancy Pelosi was born in Baltimore. She's an Italian-American on both sides of her family. And what is the more interesting fact is that she comes from a very political family. Her brother, not her brother, her father, Thomas D'Alessandro Jr. was also in the House of Representatives and was also mayor of Baltimore. Now, D'Alessandro Jr., and I apologize, I am not Italian, and I know I'm probably butchering this. He was in the U.S. House of Representatives from 1939 to 1947, and he was also the 39th mayor of Baltimore, and he was Baltimore mayor from 47 to 59. So Pelosi grew up around politics. She helped with her father's mayoral campaigns. He was in the House of Representatives when she was born. Considering he was in the House of Representatives during World War II, I, I, she just grew up with it. That's all she really knew. So, Pelosi helped with her father's political campaigns. She also worked on different campaign events. She even was able to attend JFK's inaugural address in 61. Pelosi graduated from Trinity College with a BA in political science in 1962. And she also interned with uh, Senator Daniel Brewster from Maryland and also with uh, Steny Hoyer, who eventually would become House Majority Leader himself. After Pelosi got married and she graduated from school, she moved to San Francisco and she became friends with political insiders. She became friends with 5th District Congressman Philip Burton and began working her way into California Democratic politics. And in 1976, she was elected as the Democratic National Committee member from California, and she held that position until 1996. She was elected as the party chair for Northern California in January of 1977. Four years later, she was the head of the California Democratic Party, which she led in until 83. And then after that, 
Pelosi served as the San Francisco DNC host committee chairwoman in 84, and she also was the finance chair for the Democratic senatorial campaign from 85 to 86. So basically, Pelosi put her hands in a lot of different cookie jars. She got she got involved in California politics, and so it's no surprise that when Philip Burton died in 83, he w- well, he was first then succeeded by his wife, Sala Burton, but in 86, Sala became ill with cancer, and so she decided not to run for re-election in 1988. But she picked Pelosi as her designated successor, guaranteeing her the support of all of Burton's contacts. So when Sala Burton died in February of 1987, just af- right after she was sworn in, to her second full term, Nancy Pelosi won a special election to secede her. She had narrowly defeated San Francisco Supervisor Harry Britt in the primary, and then she defeated the Republican candidate Harry Harriet Ross in Jan- June of 1987. And then Pelosi was able to take office a week later. I mean, Pelosi represents one of the safest Democratic districts in the country. Democrats have held that specific seat since 1949, and Republicans only make up 13% of current registered voters in that district, so nobody has made a serious bid from the Republican Party for her specific seat since the 60s. She won, She has won re-election over and over again, 16 times with no real opposition, winning an average of 80% of the votes. She has not had to participate in candidate debates since 87 when she ran against Harriet Ross. And the strongest challenger that Pelosi has faced was just was in 2020 when fellow Democrat Shahid Butter won 22.4% of the votes in the primary. For the 20, 2000 and 2002 election cycle, she held the distinction of contributing the most money among members of Congress to other congressional campaigns. Considering that she doesn't need the money, she can give her money to other people. Now, we're in the we're in the 1980s. Nancy Pelosi is sitting pretty in the House of Representatives. She's on the Appropriations Committee and the Intelligence Committee and was the ranking Democrat on the Intelligence Committee until she became the minority leader. So, in 2001, Nancy Pelosi was elected the House Minority Whip. So, let's let's have a little bit of uh, education about how the House works. So, when when there's a majority of one party in the house there's a there's speaker of the house and then the opposition party has the house minority leader so currently nancy pelosi is speaker of the house and i'm not 100 percent sure who the house minority leader is but he's a republican he or she probably a he is a republican so in 2001, Nancy Pelosi was elected the House Minority Whip, which is the person right under the House Minority Leader. So at the time, 
as House Minority Whip, she was under Dick Gephardt of Missouri. She was the first woman in U.S. history to hold that post. Now, in 2002, Dick Gephardt resigned as House Minority Leader to seek the Democratic nomination for president in 2004, and Pelosi was elected to replace him. So she became the first woman to lead a major party in the House. Now, the 2006 midterm elections. Now, we have to remember who was president at that time. That was that was baby Bush. The Democrats took control of the House. They picked up 30 seats. Now, this change in control meant that the House Minority Leader, Pelosi, was just expected to become Speaker of the House. And on November 2006, the Democratic Caucus unanimously chose Pelosi as the Democratic candidate for Speaker. Pelosi, and so on January the 3rd, Pelosi defeated Republican John Boehner. I don't even remember how we pronounce it. Boehner? Boner? For 233 votes to 202 votes, and she became Speaker of the House. So basically, each party will put up a candidate, but. If your party has more people in it, then your candidate is more likely to win. So that's why there was, John Boehner was the House Minority Leader when the House was under the, was under a Republican administration. So Nancy Pelosi became Speaker of the House January 3rd of 2007. And that was the first time a woman has ever, has ever led a major party, has ever been Speaker of the House, and no other woman has been Speaker of the House since then. I feel like people forget that Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House for not very long. She was only Speaker of the House from January 2007 through January of 2011. Now, that's it's that's an interesting time in American politics. So that's the end of the Bush administration and the beginning of the Obama administration. And she she then becomes the House Minority Leader again when the Republicans take over the House of Representatives. And she was House Minority Leader from 2011 to 2019 when Democrats took over and she becomes Speaker of the House again in January of 2019. Pelosi's public image is something to just think about and consider because she she's she's a woman who's gotten a lot of things done and has very strong control of her party. The how the Republicans in the House it feels like sometimes it's like you've got the Tea Party, you've got the MAGA people, you've got all this different stuff. While Pelosi keeps Democrats in line, even as these as more progressive people like AOC and the crew, the clique, whatever the fork the media is wanting to call them right now, Democrats are staying in line under her. I don't know how long that's going to last. I really don't know how long that's going to last, especially as as the voting aid, the people who are voting and the people who are being elected into office are starting to get younger and younger and younger. But Pelosi is the person who got Obama to put health care as his big initiative. She was 
what was really what is really interesting is that it was Pelosi who prevented any impeachment charges to come against George Bush. And the reason for that is is, is the same reason why Dick Cheney does not want any anybody any Republican in the Senate to to contest the Electoral College is that she was thinking about future elections. Because we have some Democrats are in more moderate districts. Some Democrats are in extremely liberal districts. But impeaching the president at that time was not something that people universally wanted. So rather than forcing Democrats to choose between impeaching the president and not impeaching the president, she just took it off the table. She just said, nope. And Mitch McConnell right now wants to keep the electoral college stuff off the table, but Republicans aren't listening to him. And this is why my husband has also told me not to doom scroll Twitter. I'm gonna wait and just read one article to find out what happens tomorrow. But Nancy Pelosi in the media is just not treated very well. I mean, yeah, she's a rich California woman who has held on to power in the Democratic Party and will not let it go and does not treat young people very nicely. But this woman is the first woman to lead the House of Representatives, is the first woman to lead a, lead a major party. This woman deserves our respect. Nancy Pelosi is a strong woman who has gotten shit done and we should be ever the more thankful and grateful at, for that. Now, what are, how much longer is she gonna hold on to that power? Time is only gonna tell she is a healthy person who is who was reelected and I don't think that uh, I really don't think that she's going to be leaving office anytime soon. So when Nancy Pelosi is ready to retire and she is ready to hand over the iron grips of power from the of the Democratic Party who's she gonna hand it to well I mean to be fair the the question would just be who would be her her successor at in her specific seat in the House of Representatives and I have no idea I know nothing about California politics but who would take over as Speaker of the House if, you know, when a Democrat, when there's a Democratic majority? And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it and I have no idea. Would Democrats want a moderate? Would they want a liberal? Would they want somebody young? Would they want somebody with more quote unquote maturity? I have no idea. I think that time will only tell. We have these new young breed of liberals who are coming in. We've got more women, more people of color coming in. And I would love to see just, you know, 
I mean, I'm personally a big fan of AOC, but I know that right now, I think she would be way too big of a leap for the Democratic establishment to even make her major minor majority whip or minority whip. So it's probably going to be somebody who is in their 50s or 60s who is just, who is kind of moderate, maybe leans a little bit more liberal. I don't know. D, but she's not going to hold on to the to the flagship of the party forever. She's 80 years old. She's gonna retire eventually. Hopefully she doesn't think that this job is like being a Supreme Court justice and then she's gonna die in her seat. But I guess we'll find out. But in reality, we need to respect this woman for everything that she has done for politics in general, for democratic politics, and I'm curious to see what happens next. I'm curious to see in five, eight years if she's, she's still kicking it on in Congress or if she becomes a TV news pundit that we see rolled out for banquets like Richard Nixon was at the end of his life. Time will only tell. But... Thanks again for listening to the Sexy Politico. I'm sorry if this just sounds rambly. I've I've had an interesting last couple of days and uh, I just wanted to make sure to get something out and also okay, maybe I've been doom scrolling a little bit. I know I need to stop. But thank you for listening to the Sexy Politico. Please uh, share this podcast with it with your friends, your families, or anybody that uh, you like or dislike. I don't care. I just want people to listen. Also, please give a like, give a, give a review, comment if you can, and uh, listen out for next week where we will be discussing the uh, books, the political-ish books that I've been reading over the last year, and uh, hope to hear what you've been reading and in my in the comments below or on instagram twitter facebook wherever thank you again for listening stay sexy stay safe bye